The stories of some of the world's greatest women unfold here. I am Annette Comer, your host, and each week, the untold secrets of success, strength, and boldness of today's powerful women are revealed. This woman grew up with a father who was a fighter pilot. Therefore, the family was constantly living in new places and meeting new people. It was a strict home where the messages were clear. If she wanted anything, she would have to do it on her own. And she was to always keep her word. As she grew and started to find her way, she found her heart was in the creative space. Even as a child, she explored this as she made clothes for dolls. And as an adult, she experimented with being a designer, a painter, a sculptor. But she somehow came to believe she would never make money in design. So she decided to pursue psychology. However, her desire to design never left. And now she creates and showcases entire fashion lines and high-end clothing boutiques bearing her name. She is right where she is meant to be. It is my pleasure to introduce you to Michelle Farmer. Hi, Michelle. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. So we are going to have such a good time today, and we're short on time. So I'm going to go ahead and jump right in because you have so many gold nuggets of wisdom that I want to uncover. So I'm going to start with something that I mentioned in the intro, and that is about keeping your word. It's been something that you feel very strongly about, yet it is certainly a rarity these days in terms of what we find in other people. How has this strong belief in keeping your word impacted your success? Well, I think that it's not just success, it's just everyday life. I think it's something that builds trust with people. And I feel like if you don't have trust, you really have nothing in business and in your relationships. And for me, keeping my word has been super impactful in the business because of the fact that a lot of our vendors or all of our vendors can sign to our stores. And I, before the fashion, I was a fine jewelry designer and A lot of that was built, uh, trust was built on a handshake and keeping your word that you were going to pay your bills on time, that you were going to do the right thing. We carried that over into our business model, actually, about keeping our word as far as paying our vendors. In the middle of a hurricane, if if, everything shut down, we were still getting those bills out on the seventh or checks out on the seventh of every month, keeping our word with our employees and making sure that they know that they have a safe place that they can trust to work in. And then they know that their future is secured with us. So it's just, it's in every relationship in my life between my husband, my friends, employees, vendors, I think it's just kind of like a basic that everyone in life should follow. And you'd think that it would be something that everyone would follow, but it's certainly not the case, is it? It's very disappointing when you realize that people don't, yeah, follow this. Yeah, it's disappointing. I agree with you. I'm right there with you. So often you have had dreams and abilities that are not supported by those close to you. Other women have certainly experienced the same. So how do you keep moving forward without the support of loved ones? Well, I think it's something that you have to have faith in yourself and you have to really um, believe in what you're doing and listen to yourself. Sometimes I think a lot of women, you know, start to doubt themselves when they listen to that little voice in their head that says, you know, you, you're not good enough. You can't do this. You don't have the right education. But I feel like a lot of us are born with these abilities that we innately know we have. If you really kind of think about what your path is and you focus on it, I think that it gives you the confidence 
to move in that way. So for me, when that voice and the other people were telling me I didn't have a background in fashion design or I didn't have a background in jewelry design, how are you going to do this? I knew in my heart that this was what I was supposed to do. And I followed it. And I, you know, no matter how tough things would get, I knew it was going to work. And I listened to myself instead of the voices and all the noise around me, I listened to me. And I think that's very important for people to do in life. Yeah. And if you don't do that and you listen to the noise, you really start to go on all kinds of tangents, don't you? Well, yeah, I think a lot of people get confused about what their path is and what they're meant to do in life. And I mean, I'm sure, sure a lot of people change careers a number of times, but I think what happens is, is that as we grow up, we start to believe what other people have told us, you know, and I think that if you can just have, might need a change because I'm kind of going off on a tangent. So when it, no, no, I I, I, I hear exactly what you're saying. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So got to go in a little different direction. So recently you discovered an old business plan and was surprised to see that you are right now where you want it to be. So what did this reinforce within you? And more importantly, what advice would you tell others about the need to have clear vision? I feel that having a clear vision and writing something down and speaking it makes it happen. And I feel like it was pivotal for me because once you start to put pen to paper and you start to create that plan and that dream, even when you started like the one week phase, the three week phase, the one month, the six month, the five year, the one year, the five year and carry it on in the back of your mind, even though you might not be practicing at the moment in everyday life, you're, it's still there. It's been written down. You're thinking about it. So for me, what happened was I wrote this business plan years before the stores ever opened. And I did exactly that. I wrote every little detail down, including what the what the fixtures looked like in the store, how much I was going to play the employees, how many employees I had, uh, what the product looked like, how that was going to unfold, who my customer was going to be, where my locations were going to be. One of the things I put in my business plan was that I was going to start in luxury resort areas where I could be the big fish in a little pond and then expand with hotels. And that's exactly what happened. So when I found this old business plan a couple of years after opening the stores, I was blown away because even the layout of the store was exactly what we had done. Where I put the jewelry case, where I put the mirror, where the dressing rooms were located, the kind of furniture was in there. And I was blown away because I forgot about writing this down. But, you know, again, speak it and you make it happen. Write it down, put it into action. Even if you feel overwhelmed about that process and think that it's maybe too much and you're never going to make it, it's never going to happen. Once you start the process, it's just step one. And then once once step one happens, then step two becomes much easier. So it's almost like the when you do that, the the universe starts to deliver, doesn't it? It's it's an interesting phenomena. But you know, those of us that are so driven, it's hard to trust that sometimes, isn't it? I, I think it's I was born maybe a little weird because I've always <laughs> had faith that I knew I could get what I wanted to accomplish accomplished. So no matter how bad things got, I knew I was going to make it work. And I just had that faith in myself. So the universe delivers as long as you're on the right path and you're doing the right thing for the universe to deliver. It's not going to deliver if you're going to sit back and do nothing. Couch potatoes don't get it, do they? (laughs) (laughs) Nobody brings it on a silver platter to them. (laughs) Exactly. So overcommitting 
can be an issue for driven women like yourself. Have you ever gotten in this trap? I think when I was younger, I may have. I really enjoy having a number of things going on at one time. So that's kind of where I function at my my best, I think, when I'm multitasking. I don't take on more than I can anymore. I used to, you know, for me, when opportunity knocks, I felt, and I still kind of do, when the, the opportunities are presented to you, you have to kind of jump on them and take advantage of that moment. For instance, if a store opening, you know, when we first opened our first store, we first opened our first store in Palm Beach, we ended up opening two stores within the same year. Yes, it was a lot, but the opportunity may not have ever come along again for me to have that happen. So sometimes you just have to pull up your bootstraps and figure it out. But as far as overcommitting to people, um, I do not do that because then I cannot keep my word. So we already know that's critical for you, for sure. It is easier these days than maybe when you were younger to not get caught in that overcommitment trap. Are you much more aware? I am now because of, you know, because I have to multitask so many things and I'm, you know, I'm very cautious about my health and taking care of myself and not getting overtired. You know, I'm pretty good about that at this point, but I think a lot of people can get caught up in that and fizzle out fast. Yeah. And I'm going to stay in that. I'm going to dig a little deeper in something you said there. You're talking about taking care of yourself. I'd like to hear what that looks like for you and and also hear you speak to why that is so important to being such a high performer as you are. Well, I mean, I have multi reasons. I do have, I have celiac disease. So for me, I have to be extremely careful about going out to eat or, you know, getting overtired and things like that. So I, you know, I kind of balance my work life in a way that. So I can be the most efficient and the healthiest that I possibly can. So if I'm not taking care of my physical self, I can't function in in my career or in my relationships. For me, it can break down pretty fast, um, depending on, you know, just going out too many times and accidentally eating the wrong thing. And then I'm just out for, you know, days with joint problems and stuff. So not to get too much into the health part, but you know, both mentally and physically, I think when you are, when you're multi multitasking so much and you have so much on your plate, if you overcommit, you're not good to anybody at the end of the day, if you're a wreck a few days later, because you're overexhausted. And I find, I see that with women and a lot of people in business where they will just give, 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 and there's nothing left at the end of the day for themselves. And then they just crash. And at the end of the day, you have to look at all aspects of things and it might be great to give, but you also have to have those boundaries and I think really take care of yourself as well. And be willing to receive. Exactly. Yeah. That means help That's from others one. and, and help <laughs> a little love once in a while, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go back to something we talked about a second ago. And this was this saying that your mom said to you, and it was, quote, speak it and make it happen. So I'd like to dig a little bit further into what you think she meant by that. And obviously, this has become part of your success and how you maneuver. Well, I think, um, you know, with my mom, we had a very, you know, I didn't grow up in a life of luxury. You know, we had my father was a fighter pilot. We traveled quite a bit. 
And, you know, when you're going to a new school every year in a different state or country, you know, sometimes you can get a little overwhelmed with what you want to do. And I feel like with me, my mom, the great thing about my mom that no matter how my father was, uh, my mother was so supportive with us mentally by telling us these things, these little tidbits and jewels in our life that kind of have helped me to kind of get through the, the noise in life. And one of them, like you said, is I'm sorry, I'm rambling, but speak it and make it happen is because just we had said earlier, or I had spoken about earlier is that once you put your ideas to words, and once you put it out there into the universe, it's begun. So you got to be very careful about what you put out there into the universe. So you might say, I'm fat and I'm hideous. Well, you have just put that out there to the universe. And that is now your new idea of who you are. So that's going to be rolling around in your head. And as opposed to saying, I am powerful and I can do this. I can do whatever I want. Whatever I put my mind to, no one can tell me that I can't do something. And that if you keep believing that and you keep saying something like that, you become more powerful and you become more focused in on the thing that you want to do. So you start to live into what you're speaking. So if, in the yeah. first example, you're not going to get in your skinny jeans anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so don't do that one, right? <laughs> exactly. But you're constantly saying, I am... I am fit. I am strong. I am healthy. Then suddenly when you go to open the cabinet for the chocolate, you're like, no, I'm fit. I'm strong. I'm healthy. I'm not going to do that. You know, do that. <laughs> and you know, example. every aspect of life. And that goes back to keeping your word you know, keeping your word is also keeping your word with yourself, you know, not just other people. Oh, so, isn't that an important one? Yeah. Boy, we do. We uh, often will skimp and blur the lines on keeping our word to ourselves, won't we? I think it's harder to keep your word to yourself than to other people. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. I think it is too. I think people really struggle. And the more they've got on the plate, the harder it seems to keep that word, doesn't it? Exactly. A lot of little excuses pop in. Yeah. We can rationalize anything in our mind. You know that, don't you? <laughs> so I'm going to talk about relationships a little bit. So whom we surround ourselves as professionals can impact us more than we often realize. So how do you choose who you surround yourself with? And what is the danger of not choosing wisely? I think this is harder for women than for men, honestly, because I think that um, the relationships we have with each other is different than the relationships men have. And so I think I've always been very cautious. I think when I was younger, I was not as cautious as I should have been. I'm much more cautious now. And I feel like the women that I've surrounded myself with are of like mind. They are open-minded. They are um, interested in business and their careers. They're healthy. They even If they have a relationship, it's a healthy relationship. And not everyone has a healthy relationship all the time. Even it's right. facts, you know. But they're women that are supportive and they are supportive of each other. That's not, um, there's no jealousy. There's no cattiness. You know, you know that this person has your back. And for me, I'm really careful about that. Somebody that's smarter than me, I always love to be around. You know, people that can teach me are great. I love my friends that are older, their 70s and 80s. You know, they're always so interesting to be around. So, that's kind of my circle, I think. And I have a, you know, I have a, a broad but small circle. You know, there are people from every little 
different places. Yeah, I've never had a clique of friends. It's always been, uh, you know, a group that I combine all together. So, you know, and they all hold each other up, which is great. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so important, isn't it? It's so important. For for so many reasons, business-wise, emotionally, uh, you know, everything, resiliency, all of that, for sure. So, Michelle, is there anything about your journey to greatness that we haven't covered that you'd like to share with other women? I think that for me, I really need to stress the fact of believing in yourself and not listening to the noise like we had spoken about earlier. But just for me, my journey has been solo for a long time. But once I was trusting enough to other people to allow them to help me, you know, and ask for help. Um, and allow that to happen, uh, I noticed a huge change in my career path and my business. So I feel like if once you start speaking about things and people hear you and it's out there, people are more often happy to help. You know, I don't know if I'm making much sense or not. No, no, you absolutely are for sure. And it's interesting because once you believe in yourself along that path, I have found sometimes people believe in me before I believe in myself. Yeah. Seen that before? Oh, yeah. Most of my, well, I wouldn't say most of my life because I've always believed in myself, but I've never really thought about the process because I've been so in it. So when people are saying, oh, you're doing such a great job, I would actually get annoyed. In my head, I wasn't where I was supposed to be. So, you know, as an outsider looking in, I, it would be probably be a very different point of view than what I have of myself. But, you know, it's, I'm very confident, but I never feel like I'm like, yeah, you know, it's never, that's never been in my head, you know, so it's kind of funny. It's hard to see the greatness when you're right walking beside it, isn't it? I mean, I don't know. I I, (laughs) know. I know. You have to trust me on this one. (laughs) You're in the middle of all the daily monash as opposed to being at the bird's eye view watching you unfold. So, you know, I think the the key is to love what you do. So, yeah, absolutely. You you do, it doesn't feel like work no matter how hard you're working, and you will be a success. If you are in the moment and you're loving what you're doing, I don't care what it is, you will make it a success. I feel like that's a very simple thing to live by. Yeah, I think that's brilliant. It's tremendous wisdom. Thank you so much, Michelle, for sharing your wisdom, for being open. And being vulnerable and sharing what what has worked for you and what hasn't worked. Really do appreciate you doing that with us today. Thank you so much for having me. It was great. And Michelle is another great example of how women are challenging the norm, making things happen, and demanding their own greatness. So join me next time on the World's Greatest Women Show as another powerful woman story unfolds. <music> 